episode 141 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. We're covering a lot of different stories at the WBJ besides Boeing and the Spirit Aerosystems layoffs. We're watching how the coronavirus might be impacting Wichita companies. And we're evaluating office space in the downtown area and how it's changing. Not necessarily doing the Chiefs. That's not really in our wheelhouse. But we're glad that they won the Super Bowl. Reporters Daniel McCoy and Shelby Reynolds will join me to talk about those other topics. That downtown office space is Shelby's big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. A dozen office buildings in the works for downtown Wichita. Is there demand? Shelby answers that question in the big story. We'll talk about it here. That's on page 24. This week, we spent 10 minutes with Nathan Regan. He's the new board chairman of the Wichita Independent Business Association. He's also co-general manager and goldsmith at Burnell's Fine Jewelry and Design. That's on page 31. The Association of General Contractors has announced its annual slate of award winners. These are some of the most unique and interesting construction projects around the state. We show them all and feature the overall winner. Coverage begins on page 12. This week's list, the Wichita area's CPA firms, page 6. Part of our mission is to help you grow your business. So each week we offer business leads. New real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It's in each weekly edition. This week it begins on page 28. Back to talk with reporters Shelby Reynolds and Daniel McCoy after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Daniel, Shelby, thanks for joining me. Although, if you didn't have much of a choice, I made you come in here to talk to me. Thanks for having us. No, you bet. To do it. <laughs> we have several things to talk about today. Let's first talk about a global concern that is impacting Wichita, Daniel, coronavirus. And some Wichita companies and others are having to make decisions to avoid exposure, kind of... Not expected uh, that it would hit Wichita, but it, it has had an impact. Yeah, that's correct. Um, obviously, the, the outbreak in China uh, being watched closely around the globe, uh, one of the impacts being felt here uh, locally, um, Textron Aviation and uh, Bombardier, which has its Learjet operations here in town, um, they are both going to be foregoing the Singapore Air Show, which is scheduled for next week. And uh, they, they're doing that out of concern uh, for uh, the coronavirus and not exposing employees or customers or anything like that. So um, they weren't alone in doing that. Uh, the Gulfstream's parent, General Dynamics, is also uh, opting out, and I think the list of those opting out are growing. There's a lot of companies from the Chinese mainland that won't make the trip because of travel restrictions. And so um, as far as we know, the show is still going forward, but it's obviously going to have a, a muted presence, certainly from Wichita this year, and, and uh, that will be because of the coronavirus uh, Additionally, just this morning, it's being reported that uh, Airbus 
is stopping a production line that his, it has in China uh, due to the coronavirus and that Boeing is halting um, some com- interior completion work it has there wow. um, over uh, some of the some of it's related to travel issues within the their travel restrictions now in the country and it's hard to to get around some public transit's been shut down and things like that so um, what they're doing right now they're uh, extending uh, the lunar new year holiday there in China so it's uh, similar to our holiday breaks that our plants have here so they're extending that but that's also due to the uh, coronavirus outbreak um, I checked with tech on this morning and and did not get word back. They have a joint venture operation in Shanghai where they uh, build um, uh, business jets and uh, as well as caravan aircraft for the Chinese market. But I have not heard back if those operations have yet been impacted. So we're seeing it uh, in, in ways uh, you know you wouldn't necessarily think of when you first uh, hear of this outbreak happening. We're seeing it impact businesses here in Wichita. Have they said how long they might keep the the production lines down? They have not. No, it's kind of an indeterminate time uh, right now, just, I I guess, waiting to gather more information on kind of the containment of of what's happening over there. And I would assume uh, they usually go to the Singapore Air Show, and I assume they make some sales over there as well. Any idea how much they might lose by not going? No, not not specifically. Um, yeah, the, there's a chance. Obviously, they'll make some sales at, at any show. It's not one of the biggest shows um, that they go to, but it's certainly a chance to get in front of customers in an important market for them. So um, they they could lose out on on some face to face opportunity there, and and uh, we'll see if that impacts anything going forward. Right. Some context. I wanted to give some context here. The coronavirus has made twenty thousand people sick. And killed 427 people. Now, in the United States, just the flu has made 19 million people sick, (laughs) and it's killed 10,000 people. So certainly, I would imagine companies, especially in South Central Kansas, actually all over the United States, they're impacted so much more by the flu rather than uh, by the coronavirus. But yeah. just just some context there for, yeah. for folks yeah. who are listening. Also, mm-hmm. it is not too late to get a flu shot. <laughs> Go ahead and get the flu shot if you haven't. So, Shelby, let's talk about our cover story this week, downtown office space. We have a lot of office space coming online in the next mm-hmm. few years. So what did you find? It's no secret that downtown office has had a huge surge. You know, 20 years ago, businesses were leaving uh, to go to the east and west sides of town. And, and now in the last, you know, five, 10 years, we've had, you know, Cargill's come back. IMA Financial Group is moving into the 430 Redevelopment Building at Douglas and Emporia. Uh, Meritrust is moving uh, into the old Cargill Building. Right. So we've had lots of, you know, big name companies coming in. And I think that's what's kind of kickstarted this surge and more projects. So I've counted about a dozen large-scale projects that are either in construction right now. Some of those are new construction. Some of them are redevelopment of older buildings. Like I mentioned, Maritrust is, is refurbishing that that old Cargill building. So, you know, between those 12 projects, I've added up about 736,000 square feet of potential new Class A office, plus another 130,000 or more that is recommended for the riverfront site. So tons of new office space, right. all of it shiny new class A. So and class A is at the top of the list. That's, of course, that's yeah. the most expensive, right? Highest rates, it's got the most amenities, you know, close parking and, and apparently businesses are willing to pay premium for that. So, um, what I wanted to know was, is, is there demand there and what is that 
doing to our existing class B and class C office spaces. So do we think there is demand eventually filling up that space? Over it, we're now approaching, when you say 730 plus another... Yeah, plus another 130 or more. Mm -hmm. So we're approaching a million million square Mm -hmm. feet. That's that's a lot. Yeah, I think on the short term... Uh, what people are saying is that there is demand, um, but what is going to have to happen is we need more employment opportunities in Wichita, right? right? right. So we need more of those large-scale companies because, of course, they're going to take up more space. Right. Um, so we need more employment. That's kind of what, I, what I've heard from the sources I've talked to. Um, and then what, what's helping, too, is that... Uh, some of these class B and class C buildings are now coming offline. They're being repurposed for other uses, whether that's multifamily or, or apartment, you know, hotel apartments, that kind of thing. So that's helping along. But, uh, but some of those other class B and C, they're struggling to fill now that everyone's interested in this shiny new class A, right. the class B and class C is, is struggling. So it's going to take some investment from those developers and those building owners to go in and, and refurbish and, and make it like new again. And we've seen that happen, right? With, with Meritrust is doing that, like right. I said, uh, the farm credit building, which I think has probably always been classy, but now it's, you know, even more uh, shiny and new. Right. <laughs> They've made a lot of uh, investment in yeah. that. Yeah. So that, that could make a difference. If, if we see interest from from investors and developers to go in and do that, then then we could see even more shifts. Meritrust is going into the old Cargill building that is downtown at roughly mm-hmm. Market and First Street. Yep. Um, they're not taking all that space, right? So there Correct. will be additional yeah. uh, space available there at that building. Yeah. So they're leasing out, I think it's two floors of that building. Um, I think they want to get moved in first before they kind of right. start, you know, looking for tenants. But that's kind of the case with a lot of these buildings is even Fidelity, you know, they're moving into a new tower and building that new car park. But um, there's there's ground floor level that they will be leasing out to, you know, either retail or office. So right. that, you know, that might not sound like a lot of square footage, but when you add it up between Meritrust, between Fidelity and some of these other ones, it, it does it does add up. Right. Who did you talk to for your story? So Craig Simon uh, over at Landmark, he's been, you know, cutting his teeth on downtown office for many years. Same with Patrick Ahern at NAI Martins. Um, I talked with Paul Jackson. He's kind of one of the latest developers to take an interest in downtown. So I wanted to get a sense from him. Okay, well, you're, you're kind of coming in a little bit later. So you must have seen a demand there. Right. And he spoke to some of those kind of mid-range class A lease rates. Um, so he's saying that there's a lot of, you know, brand new class A construction rates that are a little bit more expensive and then kind of the class B. So he's hoping to kind of hit that mid-range, maybe lower class A prices that haven't existed just to give businesses more options. Shelby, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, that sure. Once again, that cover story is on page 24. It begins on page 24 this week. Check it out. Daniel, back to you. More Spirit Aerosystems news this week. A new production agreement with Boeing. Yep. And the departure of some members of the Spirit executive team. Talk about that. Yeah. Uh, never a dull day yeah. uh, with Spirit Aerosystems <laughs> lately. Um, so, yes, uh, uh, at first, as you mentioned, a new production agreement on the 737 MAX they announced um, with Boeing. What their plan is now is to deliver 216 of the full fuselages that they build and other components as well. Group those all together. They call them a, a, a ship set. Right. So they'll have 216 of those uh, in 2020. Um, so 
good to hear, you know, production is, is in the works. Uh, keep in mind, if you kind of extrapolate what their production rate was in the fourth quarter, because they haven't released their full year report yet, um, they would have done around 609 deliveries last year on the 737. So you're looking at a, you know, more than 60, almost 65% decrease, but some certainty going forward, some clarity, still a lot of moving parts uh including a restart date we don't know exactly when production is going to restart but they are targeting 216 uh, deliveries on the 737 this year so a couple of weeks ago when you were on the podcast we talked about how uh there was going to be they thought recertification was going to happen maybe by the middle of the year around the middle of the year yeah that's what boeing's targeting production could start and a couple of months before that, yeah. any changes with that? No, that still seems to be uh, the plan. There's still a hope that production can restart um, prior to certification, recertification right. by the FAA and other regulators. Um, it's going to start, obviously, at a much lower rate. Um, Spirit was building 52 per month last year. Uh, when production was halted, actually on January 1st, I should say, is when they halted it here. Um, So it'll be much lower than that. Boeing CEO David Calhoun did say that uh, whatever rate Boeing starts at, that its suppliers will actually be a little ahead of it because they want to have a good flow of product into their own factories as they kind of start these idled lines back up because that's a a big task to stop such a tightly knit – um, you know, industrial program like right. that, and then started up cold again. And the supply so, chain is so complicated. Oh, it's it's going to yeah. really mean yeah. some logistics expertise it, to get that going. It really again. will. It really will. So I'm sure there'll be issues with that throughout the year. But uh, as I said, some certainty to some degree of production that'll come out of Wichita this year, which normally would probably be good news. But the same day, uh, as you mentioned, right. Um, the Spirit announced that uh, its top two financial executives, uh, including CFO, now former CFO Jose Garcia, had resigned. Um, and that news came out at the same time, basically, as the Are you agreement. using air quotes when you say resign? <laughs> yeah, I think you can, you can uh, use air quotes around that, but they are said to have resigned. Um, it was Garcia, as well as controller uh, John Gilson, um, after some uh, irregularities uh, appeared following a, a uh, an internal investigation from the way Spirit put it, some non-compliance issues could be um, at play here, something related to numbers at the end of the third quarter. So their resignation was announced and uh, shares dropped about 7% that day. So um, that was uh, the belief was that the concern on the investor side wasn't about the production and which would normally, you know, some certainty is probably good news for any investors. It was this new uncertainty with right. the departure of these financial executives and what all that could mean going forward which we don't know entirely yet. Um, uh, we don't know exactly what the issues at hand were, but uh, we'll, we'll uh, look to hear more when Spirit announces its uh, full-year results, uh, expected sometime this month. They're, they're pushing that uh, closer to the SEC deadline than and, normal. And the announcement and the resignations were just sort of the first dominoes to fall. There's more action happening with that uh, with that particular issue, right? Yeah, uh, working on reporting now, uh, uh, and probably not surprisingly, but a growing number of law firms from around the country are uh, launching investigations on behalf of investors into this situation to see what happened if there was any um, you know any breach of fiduciary duties or anything like that on their part. So uh, it'll be something to to keep track of among the many other things to keep track right. of. For right. spirit um as 2020 progresses for sure 
Also, uh, more aviation news. Textron and Bombardier, maybe a yes. deal there? Yeah, there seems to be a, a, a little more smoke every day around this fire here. Um, so recently, Bombardier, um, they cut their earnings outlook. Uh, they haven't announced their results yet either, but they preemptively issued a statement that they would be cutting their outlook. Um, and they're cash strapped. They have $9 billion in debt. And um, so one of the things that the company uh, mentioned specifically in that outlook was that it would look at uh, strategic alternatives to help it pay down debt, which to, to every investor watching meant some sort of sell-off. So either the aerospace division or their, their rail division where they build train cars um, up, in, up in Canada. So that started some speculation that Textron, parent of Textron Aviation might be looking at a potential buy of the aerospace uh, division of Bombardier. Um, and that gained a little more steam uh, earlier this week with the Wall Street Journal report that uh, uh, cited sources said to be familiar with what's happening here, that talks are actually going on. It doesn't mean a deal is going to happen, but right. but they are talking about it. So um, it'd be a, a, a just another huge move by Textron in, in the aviation industry. Just, you know, six years or so right six seven years following its purchase of uh beechcraft could so. be a true consolidation of aviation It'd be the last Wichita. man standing in town exactly yeah That's yeah no uh but we don't know kind of one of the big things for wichita is uh, most likely a deal like that would mean the end of learjet new production because learjet would cross over quite a bit with with products in textron's portfolio what what everyone seems to think textron's looking at are the large cabin global aircraft that bombardier builds that would get them in a segment of the market that's very lucrative where they don't have a player yet and they'd get in there real quick uh without you know adding competing aircraft or adding uh you know competing prices right um, and so that's probably what's drawing their interest. So we don't know. The Learjet's down to about 12 aircraft a year now. So it's pretty low volume program anyway. And there it's was just the sim- symbolism of it's Learjet just so iconic. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. used to be you said Learjet instead of business. Jet. Right, right. You know, you said, you know, it's famous for being in songs and movies right. and things like that. It was synonymous with business jet. But um, it, it could be nearing the end of its production run. And analysts, to be fair, that I've talked to said that would be true, whether Textron owned it or Bombardier or somebody else yeah. or even oh. somebody there is a chance that it could be carved out of a deal right there's uh, I talked to an analyst earlier today actually who said you know there may be some some antitrust things here right. that they might have to carve something out um, maybe there'd be a, a separate buyer for Learjet but again um, I would think the aftermarket work would be more attractive uh, as opposed to new production, just right. given how low volume it is. And, and the aftermarket work would be what's attractive to Textron, <laughs> right, too. Right. So, um, but, yeah, like I said, there seems to be a little momentum gathering here. And, and Textron and Bombardier, of course, are not commenting on it. But definitely one to watch for yep. the rest of the year, for sure. Lots of important business news happening, keeping these reporters busy. We hope you are using us to keep up with it all. You can go to our website, sign up for our free email newsletters, our daily morning edition and the afternoon edition. If you need help, just let me know. Be Roy at bizjournals.com. Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours. So we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. 
That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 141. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.